from the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are Rolling Audio here today on episode 138 of The Hotter Show. What is going on? I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic today. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of The Zipod Cast. Guys, we have an awesome episode for you here today, as we do every week here on The Hotter Show. I am interviewing my good friend and outshine bassist, Mr. Braden Jeffrey. So that is going to be absolutely awesome. He was a great guest. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. But before that, I want to thank everybody for their support. On last week's episode of the podcast, we had a great time reviewing and listening to out of my league's latest EP, Oblivion. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If for some reason you have not checked that podcast out, please do so and go ahead and give them some love. Check out the EP on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. It's on all the mediums. And if you would like to support them further, please do so by going on www.outofmyleague. That's all one word, outofmyleague.bandcamp.com. Show them some love. Let them know that Hot sent you because they are an awesome band and they deserve your support. I also want to give a quick shout out to everybody who checked out Mean Beard. If you guys listened to the podcast last week, you heard me talk in the intro about this new company that I've started using for beard product. You guys know I've kind of been searching around uh, for a company to use and support and spread the word about because that's something that I love to do. I'm not looking for anything for it, but just I've been searching for a company that has a good product and that are very active on social media and that have a good message and everything. And that's Beard, the Mean Beard. They really have a great product, the beard oils. I'm literally having in right now. Sam loves it. She loves the way that the uh, the gun smoke smells. I love the way that both the gun smoke and the uh, lumberjack smell. And they work great. I'll make guys, I've seriously, like if you have a beard, check out Mean Beard because I've put my beard oil on. Yesterday, I put it on at about uh, 4.30 in the morning and at like... Eight o'clock at night, like Sam commented on how good that my I smelled. And I said, "Well, what do you smell?" She's like, "You it smells like almost sweet in a way." And I said, "Well, that's the that's the gun smoke because it has kind of like a nice, a really nice, pleasant, a kind of after smell, and it works great." And she said, "Your beard's so soft and that." So definitely check them out. And again, big shout outs to them because they are an awesome company and they've been thanking me for my, uh, you know, my kind of words and everything. So that means a lot to me that a company would take the time to give me a little shout out for that reason. And I'm sure you guys probably saw my posts on Tuesday. If you follow me on all this harder show social medias, I put up just kind of a little, just a little picture that Jason threw together. Um, just kind of showing my support for the company. You know, again, not looking for anything out of it or anything like that. Uh, I'm, I'm truly just want to support this company because they are a great company and they have a great product. So again, guys, if you are a beard enthusiast like myself, I strongly implore you to go and check them out. It's www.meanbeardco.com. Give them, a, give them a check out. They're going to be doing a full launch of their line, hopefully very soon. And I will be talking about that more once it happens. But with that all out of the way, we're ready to roll into this podcast today. My interview with my good buddy, Mr. Braden Jeffrey from Outshine. Let's get into it. All right, one last check. Check one, two. Check, check, one, two. Uh, the fridge is off. So I go back to the gym and I'm not looking, for, I'm not happy about it. Mm. <laughs> it's all here. I've never been to a gym in my life. Well, I mean, you need to, but like, 
when you look like me, you're... <laughs> Hi, gang. So we're hanging out in Hardisho Studios, a.k.a. my basement apartment. That's right. I brought it back with a good buddy of mine who actually, he won a contest that I had on the Facebook page along with uh, Mr. Jason Reese from Jaybird Digital Arts. And he came over today, get his t-shirt that he won. And I just figured, you know what? Why don't you just go on the freaking podcast? Let's just make it, let's have some fun with it. So we're joined right now by my buddy, Mr. Braden Jeffrey from Outshine. What's going on, man? Hey, dude. How goes it? Oh, you know. Same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's nothing going on, man. So there's nothing new and exciting in the world of... Uh, no, this will be the most interesting thing I do this week. <laughs> this month, maybe. This month, maybe. Well, I mean, I'm flattered. The fact Actually, you know what? We, uh, we did a, a benefit show for Brandon's grandparents a few days ago. Oh, yeah. And it was at the Legion in Oshawa, and it was all like older people so we just did a cover set and threw in some old ones we did a uh, johnny cash and dill sang it oh yeah and we tried to do jailhouse rock on the spot it's debatable if it went well or not but <laughs> we gave it a damn good effort that's that's what you got to do sometimes you just got to give it an effort yeah i'm sure they appreciate it either way oh yeah what's some of the other songs you guys played uh we did the usual covers uh acdc uh i don't remember oh we do shook me and yeah. Another brick in the wall. Oh, hell. oh yeah, of course. You guys always rock that. Yeah, cuts like a knife, sweet emotion, all the good stuff. All the good, good classic songs you just want to hear. Yeah. I will never forget uh, when you guys did that acoustic set outside of gigs and you were playing like a bunch of just bangers, like just hits after hit after hit. And people were walking in the store and they're just like, who the hell are these guys? They're amazing. I'm like, that was shined, man. <laughs> and they're like, the people that usually play down here suck. And they're terrible. And these guys are killing it. Like, it's awesome. And I'm just like, yeah. But like, there's usually a band that plays across the street from you guys here, and they suck. <laughs> and this wasn't like one or two people. This was like 20 to 30 people that said this. Man. So, you know, no offense to the people that usually play downtown Bowenville, but Outshine rocked it once and got more of a reaction. Just saying. We actually did it. Uh, for what is it? Apple Fest, Maple Fest. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Maybe that was, like, was a bad show. Was it? On my part, it was a bad show. Well, I remember you, I saw the picture you put up. Of, I was um, so hungover that morning. <laughs> Why would you drink the night before? Because I'm an idiot. You just got it's rock star. I you think know? I think I forgot until about halfway through the night that we had a show the next morning. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Whatever. I wasn't fine. What What is the picture you put up? You were like, I call this um unprepared, and what was it? Oh, I don't remember I don't what I called that one. Unprepared, and it was, I'm looking unplugged it Unplugged and unprepared, that's it was, what it was. Yeah, unplugged and unprepared. I was like, oh, shit. Because you could just tell by looking at you that you were just, you were feeling a little rough. I was like, oh, oh you yeah. must be sick or something. You hung over. The other two did fine, but I get there, and Chris just looks at me and goes, so, how are you feeling this morning? And I said, oh, I'm better than ever, Chris. He goes, yeah, just don't throw up on my stuff, all right? <laughs> that Chris from uh, Fires? From Fires, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Chris. Always love Chris. I want to get Chris on the podcast at some point too. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, fun getting cool. on. I'm sure he has a lot of local music stories to tell you. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's why it'd be fun. Like I just like just totally non-serious. Like yeah. talk about like all the stuff he does. Obviously with the Howard John, the Howard Johnson Association. Yeah, to- totally the Howard Johnson <laughs> Association. You know what I meant? Oh jeez. And that's why I don't plug things when I'm not prepared, folks. But I wanted to have you on um, when I kind of realized that this was just going to line up perfectly. Um, cause we haven't heard from outshined at all since like episodes 51 and 52, 
which uh, this is episode 138. So you guys do the math. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys have been <laughs> a gross <laughs> voice crack there. <laughs> and I know that, um, like you guys have just kind of been like hanging out and playing shows and that, but, um, I wanted to have you on because when I had all you guys on before, like, yeah, we talked about like influences and stuff like that. But I find that when you're talking about two or three people with it, you don't really get that full in depth, you know? And I feel like you have a really interesting story because not that the other guys don't, but But because because you're cooler and you have a beard and long hair. So, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Pretty sad excuse for a beard. (laughs) Hey, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I guess Brandon's rocking the beard now too. Though. His is getting pretty good. He's yeah. getting pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen him in forever. I wanted to just like have you guys over so we can like just sit here and like shoot the shit. Yeah, no podcast. Excuse me, the podcast. But, um, but I think you have an interesting story because you didn't start off life as a bass player. No, is that correct. So that's why I just think that it's funny, kind of how where you've ended up seeing that you didn't start off life as a bass player. So I kind of wanted to learn more, just even for me personally, kind of more about your influences and music in general and that. And so I have some pretty, you know, stuff that you guys have heard me ask tons of other people before on this podcast and also some fun, interesting things that I want to talk about a little later, but just jumping into it. Um, what was some of the first music you ever heard? Um, well, it would have been stuff my parents listened to. My mom listened to a lot of the, 80s rock. Oh, yeah. And my dad listened to more of the current, like, 90s to 2000 rock. So a good mix of rock. Yeah. And my mom also had all the, like, country and pop shit and stuff like that. But there was a lot of, like, Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses playing in my house when I was growing up. Yeah. And uh, it was when I saw, I think it was just one day we were, like, cleaning the house or something. And mom threw Guns N' Roses live in Tokyo oh, up, nice. like, the DVD. And I would just sit there and watch, and it was I'd watch Slash playing like solos or stuff, and it, I'd look at that and go, "That's what I want to do." Like up until that point, I was trying like different sports and all different kinds of extracurricular stuff. And I, I remember that when I was I said something about that when on the pod, and you were like, oh, "I play, I used to play sports." Yeah, I'm like seriously, you're like, "Yeah." I, I used to try to play sports. <laughs> I'd like play with the grass while everyone else played soccer or something. I'm not an athletic man. <laughs> I'm not an athlete, folks. <laughs> but my parents kept pushing me like, "You gotta do something." I thought, "Oh, maybe I'll play piano or something," because I have relatives who do. And then I watched that video, and I was like, "No, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm playing guitar." So that here was, I am now playing bass. <laughs> you are now playing bass, and we'll get to get to that because I'm 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 curious a little bit more in depth how that journey started. Um, so was that kind of like the first music you kind of like actively sought out and was like, I want to listen to this music all the time and nothing else? Yeah, I used to because I don't know why my mom thought it was a good idea to throw that on because it's a there's a lot of like vulgar language yeah. for me and my sister being quite young at the time. Yeah. Get them started young. But I used to, like, I had a little CD player up in my room, and I used to come downstairs and steal all the Guns N' Roses albums and go upstairs and listen to them. And we had dial-up, so anytime anyone would let me on the internet, I was, like, looking up Guns N' Roses to see if they're still around or still alive. And at that point, they were not around. No, they were. Well, well, I mean, te- there was a bad Was that around. really Guns N' Roses? No. I mean, when you have Buckethead playing in your band, I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. Talented dude, but come on. <laughs> like yeah. it was 
weird. Replacing Slash with Buckethead. I'm like, uh, I mean, there were some talented dudes in there like that. Oh, for sure. It's actually uh, a really good album. Yeah. Oh, I was absolutely. I was violently against it for a long time. And just in the past, like, few years, I listened to it. I was like, eh, it's which that's uh, Chinese, Chinese democracy. democracy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah. it's a good album. Yeah, there was some is. good stuff on there. And they, had, I mean, they had some talented players in that band, like, um, uh, how's his name? DJ Abashia, or whatever his DJ name is. Ashba. Yeah. Ashba, that's it. He's like, he's a good player. He's, he's good. crazy. He's really good. But, um, Aside from Guns N' Roses, like, was there kind of any other music that you kind of actively were seeking out, like, when you were younger? Like, other CDs you were stealing? Or? Yeah, for a long time, it was just Guns. Yeah. And then eventually I got into uh, Sabbath. Yeah. And then it was just Sabbath for a long time. And then I started listening to Ozzy and Motley Crue and anything I could find, really. Yeah. It's funny because... Something I noticed like first about your bass playing when I would watch you, there's a couple bass players. There's like three bass players you remind me of, four actually. And not in the sense of like you're playing exactly like them, but just like you have, you're like a mixture of four bass players to me. And one of them is Geezer. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just, for some reason, I, even though Geezer doesn't play with a pick, like for some reason I'm just watching, I'd watch you play and I'm like, I'm seeing just little things. Like he would... I mean, obviously, like you would know, like little things he would do. Mm-hmm. Just where he would play certain things on the neck. And yeah, like, he was like, a huge influence. Yeah. Like when I actually started taking bass seriously, I would just sit down and learn Sabbath songs. Yeah. I mean, it's a good dude to emulate. Because <laughs> he, he was a bass player, but like he played bass like a man. Like yeah. he wasn't just, you know, some, you know, some bass players, they just kind of rock the root note. Exactly. Maybe yeah. do a quick little, little ditty or something. Not that but, guy. Yeah. No, you're not that guy. And that's what I love about your playing. You play bass like a man. <laughs> And that's actually, Geezer started out as a guitar player too. Yeah. He picked up bass when he joined Sabbath, so. That's actually hilarious. Um, so what was like the first album you ever bought? Um, it was Megadeth Endgame, nice. which was their newest one at the time. Solid. Yeah, because my guitar teacher, Dan, started to get me into Megadeth, and yeah. I, I hated it for a long time, because he knew I really liked Sabbath. He's like, listen to Megadeth, do this Sabbath cover. And I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Like what's, it's, what's on the cover? Uh, Paranoid. And I've never heard that, but I can imagine. Yeah. It's my Dave Mustaine impersonation. That was exactly it. And I was like, why are you showing me this? <laughs> like, I'm sure the instrumental was like yeah. on point, but just. Eventually I grew to love it because you, you have to get used to his voice eventually. But yeah, you either get used to it or you just never listen to Megadeth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I fucking love Megadeth. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's it. Like, that's something that we always joke about. Cause like, I'm just not a fan of Megadeth. So yeah. it's like, like, I like Megadeth. I'm like, I mean, I prefer good music, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's my thing personally. But so Endgame by Megadeth was the first uh, album you ever bought. I think so. Yeah. Because you used to just be able to find stuff around, but no one I knew listened to Megadeth. So that was the only CD I could ever find. Cause it was the one they just put out. Yeah. That was like, what, like 2006? Five, six, seven, somewhere in that ballpark? No. I don't know. It might have been later than that. Might have been just eight. Nine. Sure. Somewhere around I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I forget I forget sometimes you're a little younger than me, so I'm like, wait a minute. Cause I remember when Endgame came out, like everyone was just shitting on it. <laughs> it's like Really? Yeah, man. Oh, I remember like I all my that. metal buddies were like, What is this? This is horrible. Oh, and I'm like so good. I'm like, I think it sounds just as bad as their other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They're like, no, nah, man, listen to this song. And I'd be like, that's just not very good either. But that's just, that's just whatever. I, I have a lot of respect for Megadeth. I just, yeah. 
I don't know. It's just Dave, I guess. I think I just have a problem with Dave in general. Just I just don't like his voice. So that's just me personally. Yeah, I can't say I blame you. Yeah, it's it's an acquired taste. (laughs) But we were kind of talking a little bit about influences earlier, and you said that um, Geezer was someone who really influenced you. Was would you say that him and Slash were kind of like your first two main influences that you had? Hmm. I mean, I've I'd consider Tony Iommi an influence earlier on just because I played guitar and like when I first started playing, I couldn't play any Guns N' Roses stuff. Well, yeah, but like, so would you say like Tony was kind of the, you know, the one that really inspired you to really pick it up as far as he inspired me to keep going for sure. Because I just got so discouraged that I couldn't play any of the music I wanted to play. Like I was listening to Slash and Randy Rhodes at the time and I was like, I can't play this. I'm going to start, I'm going to start off with crazy train and we'll go from there. Yeah. And then you, I hear like Iron Man and into the void and stuff like that. And it sounds so cool and you can play it. So like, if it weren't for that, I probably would have given up on it. Like I did with every other thing I did up to that point. But that was what, I mean, another guy who, Hey, if you're going to be inspired by somebody, make it like the God of metal guitar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a good place to start. Yeah. Learn that. And like, um, um, like learning how to play Sabbath, bloody Sabbath Oh yeah, is to me, like when I would teach very rarely, I would cover lessons at the store. Right. And one riff I always loved to teach was Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. And like mm-hmm. people, some of the other teachers were like, why do you like teaching that riff so much? Oh, because it teaches timing. Yeah. Cause you can't just go, because it sounds stupid. But if you get that, like it's just, here I am doing the full riff. Like yeah. <laughs> I did the tongue and everything. But like as a player who, you know, he's definitely someone I think some newer players forget about sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got guys like Zach Wild, I almost called him Zach Sabbath. Um, Zach Wild, <laughs> that's his uh, Sabbath Ruby band. Yeah. When you got guys like Zach Wild and a couple like still like metal guys, like but kind of almost still that old school. Look, a lot of the new school guys, like they don't talk about players like Tony Iommi, you mm-hmm. know. And he's someone who, without Tony Iommi, there would be no metal. Oh, for sure. So, for someone like him being kind of the person that kind of kept you going with guitar, I mean, that's awesome. Um, when you were first started playing as well, was like when you first started, obviously you were saying you were taking lessons. So, like, was there kind of anyone else thrown in there that you were just like, wow, I really like this player? Um, I was a huge Kiss fan. Yeah. Too. Another good band to emulate, man. That's a good band to emulate. Yeah. And it was my guitar teacher who eventually got me into heavier stuff. Yeah. Like he was super into Pantera and Megadeth nice. and all this. And I, he'd try to teach me stuff and I'd be like, I don't want to play this. Yeah, you want to play Kiss. But eventually it grew on me and that definitely pushes you to be a better player too. When you try to play like Master of Puppets and all you've yeah. done up to this point is Iron Man. You're like, okay, I got to pick it up. This is a real show. Well, even like learning Pantera. Oh yeah, for sure. Like learning how to play like mouth for war made me a better guitar player mm-hmm. and that's like their simplest song and it gives you such a good groove too yeah. it just that's something too that like even like yeah a lot of guys cite Dimebag as an influence nowadays which is awesome but it's almost like they set him for the wrong reasons because yeah. they'll be like yeah solo 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 dive bomb dive bomb. I'm like yeah but he had so much more to his playing yeah for sure like just that like you were just saying like that groove where it's like, man, like so many players don't have that. 
I bet if you give like a bunch of speed metal players, just say, all right, play walk for me. Probably couldn't do it right. They can't. I remember, um, I think I was, I was watching something on, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to kind of talk shit about him, but I'm going somewhere with this. Um, no, Trid Nabodum. Oh yeah. Alexi uh, Leho. Yeah. Amazing player. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. I heard, I was watching a, I think it was a seminar he was doing or something. It was one, at one point I was way into Trid Nabodum for some reason. I have no idea why, cause it's totally not my thing. Yeah. Like I was trying to learn one song. I was trying to learn six pounder and, um, cause I love that riff. And I'm listening and he was like doing like some session or I don't know what it was. And someone was like yelling at riffs. They were like yelling at riffs that they wanted to hear him play. And someone yelled out walk and he started playing walk and it sounded like shit. Yeah. He was playing it like really fast. He's like, I was like, what are you doing? That's not like he was kind of doing it to be funny when I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's an example where like, Oh, you'll hear certain bands like, like when stuff, when discovered, when disturbed, Covered walk live. It was amazing. Oh, really? Aven- yeah. I've Aven- never seen that. Aven Sevenfold covered it officially. And I mean, they did it great because they're hugely influenced by Pantera. Yeah. But certain bands, when they cover songs like Walk or um, I'm Broken, whereas that's like a, that is a bluesy riff. Yeah, for sure. And when you're playing that and you're, you don't have that natural groove, it's like, it becomes very apparent very quickly <laughs> that yeah. you, don't have that. So it's definitely cool that you have that kind of that natural groove. Um, so after the fact that you're a bass player, so you, you need <laughs> that natural groove or else you're just kind of get lost at lost. But you know what though? I have an awful sense of timing. You really without Dylan, I cannot stay in time. Uh. It's something I've been working on a lot more recently. Like I, I've started playing to a metronome now, yeah. which I always thought, Oh, that's stupid. Who needs that? Now I know why you need it. It's like when you guys, when you were recording, um, did you find you had problems with that, like keeping in time or? Well, no, because Dill records first and then I still play to a click. Yeah, so, so you would still, okay. Fine, yeah. It's just live. If there's anything I need to start or if everything falls out and then I come back in with a riff, I'll often always, come in on a different tempo. <laughs> so, as you, so as you fix it during, uh, you know. Anytime we play Y, which I start off and then Dill counts in. Yeah. As soon as the rest of the band comes in, the song gets much faster. Because I just always start it wrong. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We'll just get you a little click track. You can just have in your ear. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. Like one thing that I would always say to new players, like, do you have any recommendations for me to do? Start playing with a metronome now. Yeah. Because still to this day, I can't play to a metronome. I Yeah, I wish. Well, I was going to say, I wish someone told me that. Someone didn't mm-hmm. tell me that. I wish I had but, have listened. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Like people would say the same thing to me. They'd be like, oh man, you need to, uh, you need to play to a metronome. I'm like, does James Hetfield play to a metronome? <laughs> Does Jerry Cantrell play to a metronome? Does Kirk Cobain... Okay, let's stop there. Um, <laughs> Does Kirk Cobain play to a metronome? No. Um, guys, I can't play properly. I'm grunge. Yeah. That was my you excuse. You don't need to play properly. Yeah, that was my excuse. But what was... When you were when you were learning and you were jamming out to Black Sabbath and that, what was the first guitar that you had? Oh, what was it? It was... It was something, it was a really shitty Dean that, uh, uh was, that's false. They don't make shitty Deans. Oh, uh, yes, no, they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, they do. <laughs> uh, it was just one of the ones they sold at, uh, Millennium Music where I took lessons. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. Cause I, I my buddy used to take lessons there. 
Yeah. I went in there a couple times, actually. Yeah, Dan, Dan, I know who you're talking about now, the guitar teacher, Dan. Mm-hmm. I met him a couple times. Good dude. Yeah, he Really is. good dude. Uh, yeah, it was just a shitty Dean that they sold there. And I think they were like the, I think they called them the custom. They were like this really, is it a double cutaway? No. It was, huh. I bought it because it was the closest thing to a Les Paul shape that they sold in the store. Evo. Evo? It was probably a really shitty Evo. Might be. I have, I don't remember. Because some of the, the Evo stuff, like I think they're great, but like the really shitty ones, maybe. It was, it ha- It must have been a really cheap model or something because it, it, it wasn't It was bad. bad. <laughs> it I, mean, I mean, to start with, it's fine, but. Start, most guys don't start off with a Dean, so exactly. just be grateful. Yeah. <laughs> but I start off with like a freaking Ashbury, okay? So it's just. <laughs> What's your first guitar? Dean? Oh, all right. <laughs> when was the first time that you were able to like kind of sit down and jam with someone? Was that your guitar teacher? Like you guys were kind of jamming on a riff or something? Or? Yeah, it would have been him. Because Millennium used to, every year, they'd have these, like this big sh- weekend long show where everyone would work on a piece yeah. and then go play on stage and all that. So we would usually just do like video game songs. Like Dan and I would put together a medley of like Sonic or Mega Man or stuff That's like awesome. that. Oh, it was so fun. That's so wicked. Yeah. And that is that that would take some skill too, like to really pull that off because yeah. that's is that where you got your chops from? That's that was probably my first step into soloing was playing video game songs. Because you'd almost like that's some serious shit. Like especially like Mega Man. Yeah. Like listening to the little intricate parts in Mega Man. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. That's so cool. You should just do like a an album of like all video game cover songs. I've thought about doing that, but I don't know how to record. I oh, actually just recently bought um, Reaper, the program Brandon uses to record. Oh yeah. And he gave me a few pointers on how to use it, and I was like, okay, great, I can start working on stuff, and then I. Spills on my laptop. Oh, uh, you spilt milk? Yeah. Well, my cat spilt milk, but I left the milk there, so. <laughs> yeah, that's always, that's usually, well, it's like when I was telling you earlier, um, when I spilt on my laptop here, it was my own fault, because I left my drink in the way of a mic cable. Mm-hmm. I pulled the mic cable and it spilled, and I was all mad, and then I realized it's completely my own fault. I have no one to blame myself. Yeah. And then you get more mad. Like I, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I could have prevented it. I didn't have to do this. I wasn't even doing anything. Like I was going to record a podcast with someone. I don't know who it was. If you're listening right now, let me know it was you because I, I remember <laughs> their reaction was just like, <sighs> like they were like, oh my god, dude, because it was soaked. Yeah. And I was like, it's all good. I just dried off with a towel and hit record. <laughs> and so I love this laptop. I, I can't replace this laptop, but um, yes, <laughs> I mean, I know you should do that. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. And then I'll do a review of it, and I'll be like, yeah, here's here's uh, something from Lesnar Zelda. Yep. <laughs> That's all I got. Do something from Zelda once for me. That would actually be like... Oh, I'll throw in plenty of Zelda. That would be so... Don't that would worry. like... I feel like that would like actually get over to Like, people would really dig that. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of people on YouTube that do it. Yeah. Like an actual album. Yeah. Because that's my only beef with YouTube guitar players, is they'll be like, yeah, check out my YouTube for all my stuff. And I'm like, you know, you could just put the file together yeah and put it on itunes or spotify like there's no reason you can anymore so i don't have to watch youtube to listen to your stuff like, yeah some guys do but there's a lot of them that don't they just don't care it's just on my youtube man I'm like, well, help me out here brother <laughs> but um we're, we're definitely going to talk some video game stuff in a little bit because i i have i have some things i need to ask you about that, oh, geez, but, right. um Kind of getting into the whole outshine thing, I guess. Mm. Um, 
Those guys. When did you when did you first meet those guys? Mm, I met Brandon in high school. Like maybe grade nine or ten. We had a few classes together. And I used to have a, a Slash t-shirt that I wore, and he'd come over and talk to me because he's the biggest Miles Kennedy yeah. enthusiast. And it was that. No, I, really? Yeah, I know. I don't Brandon mean, Hastings loves Miles Kennedy? I don't mean to ma- break any new ground here on the Hotter <laughs> Show, but he might be a fan. We love you, Brandon. Um, but yeah, he. it was that album he did with all the different singers. Yeah. And Miles was Oh, yeah, that was, dude. Oh, I, still, I still rock that album, I dude. love it. And he came over, he goes, what's your favorite song? I was like, oh, I like the one with Ozzy, I like the one with Lemmy, you know, all this. He goes, yeah, what about that one with uh, Miles Kennedy? And I was like, which one's that? And he told me, I was like, eh, I don't really like that one. And I think we stopped talking for about a year. <laughs> which, because there's the two, they did um, Back From Cali, Back from Cali. which Cali. I loved that song, and then they did the other one I didn't like so much. Starlight. Nah, Starlight. Gotta make it right. I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? <laughs> But no, compared to like Dr. Alibi. Yeah. Crucify the Dead. Yeah. I'm like, nah, there's no comparison. Those yeah. are the two best songs on there. Um, but yeah, it was, Brandon later became friends with Sean mm-hmm. and uh, they decided that they were going to put something together for the talent show. And Sean kept coming up to me at lunch. He's like, yeah, we're, we're doing this thing, but we don't have a bass player. And I was like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah, we just need to find a bass player. And I was like, Sean, should I play bass? <laughs> he goes, what? You'd really want to do that? And I was like, yeah, fine. I'll play bass for you. And uh, I, I, like, I didn't think it would turn into a band. And I definitely didn't think I'd stay in the band. Well, that's thing that's funny is like, like, like as we've been talking about, like you start off on guitar and like, did you ever have any inkling that you would want to kind of play bass at any point? Or? Well, Sean and I were in a band before where we had three guitar players and Sean playing drums. Oh, yeah. So we would just, for different songs, we'd all rotate who would play bass for that one because no one wanted to stick to the bass, Who actually right? wants to play bass? I mean, Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I had had very little experience playing bass. Um, I thought, ah, it's, you, you can, if you can play guitar, you can you play, can play bass. bass. Yeah. Classic, famous last words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once I figure out the root note, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I should play different parts? Why? Yeah. I'm just going to play the same Seems thing. Seems like a lot of effort. So <laughs> I play bass. <laughs> my buddies, whenever we jam, they're always like, who wants to play bass? I'll be like, I'll play bass. Why would you do anything else? Man, you should do like a tail or something. Why? <laughs> What's the point? Everyone's here for one thing. Especially when you're playing HDs or something. It's like, what's oh, the yeah. point? Just dung, 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 dung. There's something to be said for that kind of bass playing. But so when you, um, when you guys kind of had that first like jam session, were you like, just like, oh man, like I want to play bass. I don't know how I feel about this. Like you were saying that you didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Um, how was that kind of that first jam session? Well, the first one we did, like I said, was for a talent show where a gym teacher sang. And it was pretty cool, actually. And we had a different drummer because Brandon kept telling us, I know this guy, Dylan. I'll give him a call. He'll come out and play with us. And Dylan never responded to Brandon. Dick. And then we do like another talent show the next year and we get a different drummer. And he's like, I'm still talking to that Dylan guy. I think he'll come by. Never came by. He was just too good for... I think so, yeah. <laughs> he'd been in... Well, I don't know if that was the case, but he had been in uh, bands with Brandon before that. I think they must have been not the greatest of bands. So Dylan was probably just like, eh, we're not going through this. Because, I mean, Dylan Porter, that's, that's a drummer right there, you yeah. know? I always say to him, like, I said, there's a couple drummers in the scene that, like, I really 
love to watch. And he's one of them. I'm like, you're in like my top five. Yeah. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> said, you're, he's a good drummer. So like, if, if you have experiences with a player that aren't good, I can see not wanting to maybe play with that person. But I remember, yeah. I think when you guys were on, he was talking about, cause I said to him like, Dylan, what was the deal with that? And he was just like, oh, man, I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's more important than I was playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. In basketball, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, thing. yeah. He was like, I was playing basketball. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I'd love to come play in your band, but I played basketball. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But like a year later, after the four of us finally all got in the same room, uh, it, like we were in this weird, like L shaped basement of Sean's and Dylan mm-hmm. was on one side and I was on the other. So I couldn't even see him yeah. like for most of the time we were rehearsing and I had a crappy little bass amp that you couldn't hear across the room, <laughs> but we had like our first jam and that's when I turned to Sean. I was like, you think those guys want to do that again sometime? And he goes, Oh yeah. Brandon talks about it all the time. I was like, all right, I think I want to do it again too. But I'm going to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By so, the way, you're out of the band. I'm yeah. taking your spot. Yeah. Was there like any talks of that? Like, hey, maybe we'll have three guitar players or like, was it always just not nah, going to be a four piece? Nah. And, yeah. You know what? I've, as far as being in a band and live setting and all that, I much prefer playing bass Yeah. because it's a lot simpler. It's not stressful. I don't have to play any <laughs> solos and I have a very simple rig just set up and you plug in and go. Yeah. No bullshit. <laughs> I get real stressed out having to go to different places where you don't know where things plug in and how the amp works and yeah. if there's going to be a crowd and all that. You, and you, the same thing, like you don't know exactly how your tone's going to be every night. Exactly. You never, yeah. like when you're playing a talk, you never truly know. Whereas bass, you could plug right into the board if you really wanted to. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, it sounds acceptable. <laughs> like it's not ideal, but like you and can get away with even it. Even if you have a bad tone, you can still tone it up and know it's a bass, you know? Yeah. You can kind of hear that thump and you're like, okay, it's a bass. Right. Yeah. Like you're not recording your live album. It doesn't matter if it's a little muddy or whatever, you know? Yeah. When you are recording a live album, you want that good yeah. chunky bass tone. But yeah, like, for sure. especially if you have a decent bass, like then you can kind of, yeah. you know, you can kind of just figure it out from there. Um, that's one thing I think Brandon and I will never see eye to eye on. He's obsessed with the tones he can get, and I just don't care. <laughs> and, like, he's baffled by it. He's like, why don't you care what you sound like? I was like, it sounds like a bass. What do you want from me? Yeah. It'd probably be different if you were playing guitar live. Oh, yeah, Then you'd be. you'd be probably just as obsessive about it. Yeah. But, no, I mean, uh, Brandon Hastings obsessed with his guitar tone? <laughs> I know. This is news to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a Again, Brandon, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He always makes me so happy when he sends me like his little, his little Snapchats where he'll like be like watching a video of someone playing and they'll be like this. They're just ripping. Yeah. And he'll be like, dude. And I'm like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, cause I'm just not as obsessed with that kind of stuff. And then like, he'll be like, yeah, yeah check out this riff. And I'll be like, Oh dude. Cause yeah. I'm a riff guy. Right. Yeah. Same. But, I don't but, care if the guitar sounds like crap. If it's a cool riff they're playing. Yeah. Cool riffs are cool riff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, to me, that's more important than how good are their chops or is this, does this note make sense with this note? Yeah. Exactly. You know, that kind of stuff. I right, guess let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business, you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Advertising, business stationery, mailers, brochures, fine art, 
and anything else you can imagine, Jay Bridges Larts can create it. Jason's done all of the t-shirts, logos, banners, and all social media stuff for both the Harder Show and for Harder Guitar Services, so I can promise that you will love and be inspired by what Jason comes up with. You can contact him on the web at www.jaybird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com, or you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram under the Jaybird Digital Arts handle. Search hashtag Jaybird Digital Arts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work. The first kind of full show that you guys played together, the four of you, how did that go? Uh, which one? Oh, we did a, uh, like a safety day. Again, that Chris from the firehouse put together. We just played on like an outside day. Oh yeah, stage. that's right, yeah. Um, I, I remember it going okay. I think there's footage of it somewhere. I think there is somewhere. I think I, I looked it up somewhere. But. Yeah. I remember in hindsight thinking that was not a good show, but, uh. At the time, I thought it was fine. And yeah. I think it was one show after that, we played the Battle of the Bands and won it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. I, oh my, I say that so cocky, the way that came out. But um, he, he made it go, yeah, we, we played and won, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else sucked but us. <laughs> Second show and we stole it. <laughs> but uh, no, that was one thing where I thought like, okay, it's not just me or it's not just the four of us. Like People seem to like what we're yeah. doing. Because after the last band we were in, I I wasn't even sure I wanted to be in a band anymore. It's yeah, because it was just not a fun experience. You know, like, it's just stressful, and there's so many personalities to work with. And well, that's the, I mean, that's the thing is, I always um, talk about this with bands. Like, I'd see new bands start up, and then like they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna be in a band." And I'm like, "Here's the thing that no one talks about <laughs> is the personalities." Because yeah, there has to be chemistry musically. Mm-hmm. But if personality-wise, you guys clash constantly, it's not going to work. There, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I always say to guys like, "Hey, grab the guys in your band and go sit in the room with each other for like four days." Yeah, <laughs> and if you haven't killed each other, you could be in a band <laughs> like even twenty-four hours. Yeah. Like there are guys who are like, "Yeah, I hate my drummer. He's an asshole." Then how are you going to be in a band with him? Oh, but I- he's a good drummer. Doesn't I couldn't matter. imagine that. If I didn't like either of those guys, I would have left a long time ago. Yeah. Well, that's, it. that's what keeps you guys around is the fact that like you're all buddies. And exactly, then on top yeah. of that, you have this, this chemistry musically and on stage that is clearly visible. You guys just know what's going on. But you guys did a little um, recording session when Sean was still in the band I kind of I, I kind of forgot to ask about that when I had you guys on. What was kind of the deal with that, and how did how did that whole thing go? Because that was that the first time you guys were recording anything. Yeah, that was our prize for winning the battle. Of the oh Bands. yeah, that's right. And we went to some guy's home studio, and uh, we did two songs. We did "Why" and one we don't do anymore called "Can't Control Me." Yes, and uh, it didn't go well i mean we were happy about it at the time but we've listened back since and been like these are not good recordings it's partially because we were like younger and brandon's voice was like super raspy oh he was still developing his voice at that. Yeah. i mean when i heard them i was like oh my god like for a young band that sounds the way you guys did i was like holy crap like this is you guys have something but it's Compare it to now, obviously, like, you yeah, know, that was like, I, I mean, I'm sure most people would listen to it and think it's fine. It's just we're super critical. Of yeah. All their own stuff. But it's like, man, this, this, this bass part is just not there. Yeah. Let me change <laughs> yeah, this literally, one note. You can't hear it. <laughs> literally, you can't hear it. 
Hashtag justice for Braden. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting that campaign right now. I'm going to remix the the outshine, the demo EP with two songs. I'm going to remix it with the bass. Like every part with bass. (laughs) Yeah, man. Have you, have you heard that? They're like, and justice for Jason. Yeah. And it's like literally everything's played with bass. I'm like, what's the point of that? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but then you hear the bass like when you hear it mixed right with the bass up really high. It's cool. It's cool. But like, He's just playing the same shit as the guitar, so for the most part. So it's like, yeah, I don't think he had much room. No, to he did move around at that point. Yeah, so I mean, that's probably what was going on there. Obviously, I can I can hear Brandon now. You're gonna play the same stuff as I am. I mean, yeah, I'm just joking. Classic. I'm sorry, Brandon. I love you. I don't be roasting <laughs> you so much. We're gonna have to have a counter of how many times we have to say sorry, Brandon. Love you. Yeah, that's three now. I'm on three. I'm not gonna do it again. I promise. Um, but when you guys went from that to like you guys played a bunch of really great shows. Sean ended up leaving the band kind of a amicable, nice split and everything. We all, we all love Sean. Um, I, and that kind of came out sarcastically. I'm being yeah. serious. <laughs> I apologize. I, I love you, Sean. Um, yeah, we, we still all talk and we're all on good oh, yeah. terms. Which is awesome. Cause you, you never want to see bands like split from a guy and then they all, Oh man, screw out Sean. Yeah, you exactly. such a Twitter campaign. Hashtag screw out Sean. <laughs> Um, we all went and saw Alter Bridge together this year. Yeah, how was that? It was actually really cool. Yeah, like I, just, I don't love them quite as much as Brandon does. Brandon likes Alter Bridge. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Brandon. I like I uh, like to shit on Alter Bridge just because I know Brandon <laughs> loves them so much. But I I really like Alter Bridge. That's like, fine. That's like that's what I do with um. Oh my God, Ian Thornley. Yeah, I just I just. I genuinely don't like Big Wreck, though. Yeah. And I don't mind letting him know. <laughs> I can just, because he gets like, he would get so mad at me. Like, when he'd come into the store and he'd be like talking about Big Wreck or whatever, I'd be like, Ian Thornley's overrated. He'd be like, no, but like, he's like, because at first he'd be like, you know, he didn't want to like just like be like, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. Start cursing out his yeah. boss. He'd try to be like polite about it. And he'd be like, no, no, but like, no, like he actually has some really good stuff. And like, he made me a fan, a, f- a fan, a fan of Ian Thornley's playing. I just don't like Big Rack that much. Yeah. This is me personally. Yeah. yeah me I too. respect them. I just don't. He's a good player for sure. Yeah. I just be like, man, he can't play with shit. His tone is terrible. And he'd be like, but, but, but like, but, but, but like, it's. <laughs> I just remember him like, and then I was like, dude, I'm just joking. Like, there's been all. a few times at shows where someone will come up to Brandon afterwards. He go and they'll go, do you listen to Big Rack? He goes, yeah, I love Big Rack. They go, you sound a lot like Ian, like his voice. Oh, wow. And his face just lights up. Like, I don't, I don't think there's no better compliment you could pay him than that. Than that, yeah. I mean, like he, he definitely has that influence of, I can hear a couple different singers in his voice. Yeah. But that's the thing I love about Brandon's voice is I think he sounds like Brandon. Yeah. He doesn't sound like Brandon trying to sound like Miles Kennedy or Ian Thorne. Yeah, it exactly. just so happens he's got a couple in there. And then once in a while he'll do like a like really high eighties metal scream. And yeah. I'm like, why don't you do that more? That's awesome. Like when I saw you he's guys have been doing it more. Yeah. I think he must be practicing because he's doing it a lot more now and he's killing it. Because when I saw you guys at I mean, this is how long it's been since I've seen you guys, it was at the freaking firehouse, okay? You know how mad I am about that? Because yeah. Brandon's I was like, oh man, you gotta go to the show. And I'm like, yeah. And then like two, three weeks before, and I'm like He's just like, oh, okay. I'm like, Ugh. I get so mad. I, I, I get violently angry when I can't go to shows. Yeah. But like you guys did um, that cover I uploaded on the Facebook of um, Immigrant Song. Oh, yeah. And, he was like, yeah. and I was like, dude, 
you need to do that more. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just something I do once in a while. I'm like, do it more. Yeah. Cause that's like super cool and super impressive that you can hit that as well as you can. You know, I think I was a little flat. I'm like you shut up. Like, <laughs> you're not flat. So it's cool to hear that he does that. And I mean, all of the, uh, anytime I've seen you guys live, I'm always just like, all of you guys are good at what you do, but you already knew that. You guys know how I feel about Outshined. Um, I've been using Outshined's music for my podcast for, yeah. <laughs> since the beginning, pretty much. So, yeah. Except for that like two or three month period, I didn't. But um, you guys recorded and released um, you know, the self-titled EP. It was a while ago now, but mm-hmm. from your standpoint, how did kind of the writing and recording of that whole EP go? Uh, I mean, the writing happened over what, like, four, three, four years. So I really don't remember most of the writing <laughs> process, but the recording was a really cool <laughs> thing. Because we did it at, um, Brandon has a group of friends who have their own studio. Mm-hmm. And we went in and we don't get charged by the hour, we get charged by the song. So we could all just go in and hang out and work mm-hmm. through songs, take them apart, put them back together. Yeah. And each all get to work on our parts. Like, you know, as long as we need to. Which is a blessing because when I first recorded everything, I uh, I had just put new strings on and also use a pretty girthy pick when I play. Yeah. And by the time I got like a minute or two into the songs, I'd knocked out it tune. out of tune yeah. and had to go in and re-record everything. So thank God you weren't charged by the hour. Oh, that yeah. been, oh man. They would have been pissed at me. I would have been pissed at me. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I was just leave it, it's fine. Yeah. Fix it in post. It's just like... <laughs> There's this weird pitch, correct, on the last half of the bass. Just don't go. That would be. I want to hear someone do that now. Someone do a pitch correct on a, on a uh, bass for me, please. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> it was cool though watching Dill get to record the drums because they gave him like a different kit for every song, depending on what kind of sound they wanted mm-hmm. to get. And he had to play with first just drums and then just cymbals, and then we'd move like a bass drum up into the stairwell and he'd hit it there. Really? Yeah. See, that, that to me, that just sounds like too much damn work. Gotcha. But yeah, the drums sound amazing on it. So yeah. it's, but that's something funny that like recording the drums, like the actual drums and then the cymbals separately. Yeah. That just seems like, that seems so crazy to me. It was, yeah, I think it was crazy to him too. It took him a bit on a few of the songs just to like realize, oh, I'm not supposed to do something here. Or like, yeah. here's where the fill is, but there's no drums here to do a fill. I can imagine that's it'd be so confusing. Weird. That's that would just that's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna record this riff, but I'm gonna get rid of half the strings and yeah. like well not really I guess, but it's like okay, I'm gonna record this riff but only play these notes. <laughs> I'm gonna play the first note and the third note, but not the second note or the fourth note. That's it. So that's an absolute trip. Um But was there any songs during the recording process that like you were just like, you know what, like this is something that we like we, we have something with this song. Like this is something that I really, I really like this song. Yeah, there was. And it almost didn't make the cut because I was the only one who wanted sunrise to be on there. Really? Yeah. Brandon wrote that song for his girlfriend, I think for one of their anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if he intended for it to be an outshined song at first, but I, like he sent it to us and goes, Hey, what do you guys think? And I loved it. That's a good song. I, I thought it was song. incredible. And Brandon goes, really? I didn't think you'd like it at all. I was like, no, this is awesome. And it has to be on the EP. And both Brandon and Dylan were like, no, we just want it to be straight, af- straight ahead, heavy rock album. We don't need that. 
And we were working on another song that would have been in its place. And when we get in, the the uh, guys, uh, the producer Dalton, he goes, "You know what you guys need is just like a like a ballady song." Mm-hmm. And I just turned and looked at him. I'm like, "Yeah, did you hear that?" <laughs> Something like Sunrise, maybe? Something like Sunrise. So they reluctantly gave in, and I, I think it's incredible. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely like it's a, it's a favorite of part of mine on the, song, on the EP. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who listen to it say yeah. that's their favorite. Like that, and I mean, I love In the Garden, obviously, as well. Um, and, I mean, obviously, why? You know, that's still my favorite. It has to be my favorite Ed Sine song. I literally use it for my intro and outro, but um, it's funny how, like, some people will have that insight where they'll be like, Oh, like, I don't like this song for the EP. It's like, it needs to be on there. Yeah. It's like, really? It's like, yeah, man. It's just, I'm so glad you guys put it on. Cause like, I feel like eventually maybe it would have been released, but like, yeah, it's I like, hope, I would hope so. It belonged right where it was. Like, yeah. And that's like a radio song too. Like it really is. Yeah. Like when you guys run 94 on the rock, um, out of all the songs, that were played the one I heard the two I heard the most feedback from was why in um, sunrise Mm. were like why people were like this should just be in rotation yeah on night in front of the rock and I'm like I mean I agree (laughs) but let's it's probably not gonna happen but and then like people were like sunrise like they're like is this like is like who is this band like is this the same band I'm like yeah like that's like, oh my God. Like it yeah. literally sounds like a song we'd hear on the radio, just turning it on. It's like, oh, here's this nice little ballad from Ebshine. Let's, let's tune it up. Let's hear it. You listen to 95 in the Rock. It's like, <laughs> so it's funny that, does that song usually get a good reaction when you guys play it live or? <laughs> we usually don't play it live. Yeah. Cause I'm going to say, I, I wouldn't be sure if you guys are playing that live or not. No, cause it's in an open tuning. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's right. I remember him telling me that. Yeah. So we'd have to bring another guitar to play it and he usually brings two or three already so, so we need to bring like four or five yeah because so you need a backup for <laughs> the open doing obviously so he doesn't want to do it most of the time at that point he'd need a tech yeah how you doing yeah <laughs> we, we do it at the uh like we did it at a release show because mm-hmm. we had a tech yeah a buddy yeah. <laughs> we, we had well, a he asked who me handed I think us he, guitars. Yeah, he asked me first he's like hey man like do you want to come and do it and i'm like I would love to, but I don't want to say yes and then have to bail last minute because it work and that's why yeah. it's never happened. And I'm like, because <sighs> I was like, man, like that would have been fun though because I would have messed with them, like once, just like at least once, I would have been like, hey, with that, like oh, for something like shut, give them the open tune. Yeah, just to fuck. <laughs> that'll sound nice. <laughs> that would have been. So I wouldn't do anything like that because like that would mess up the show. But like I'd just do something funny, like just like oh, I just walk up to him like, Brandon, your inputs screwed on your main. <laughs> What? I don't know what happened, man. It's shot. <laughs> just make him panic for a minute. I may like, have nah, just misplaced kidding. the Les Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, what? I may have misplaced the Les I Paul. I may or may not have misplaced your Les Paul. <laughs> what do you mean you may have misplaced it? I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I gave it to some sketchy looking guy. He said he'd hold it for me. It's gone, man. Here's here's my LTD. Huh? He ran out the door. He must have had to smoke or something. He'll be back shortly. He'll be back shortly, though, man. He's going to clean it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just to see his face with that split second. And I'm like, I'm just joking. It's fine. Uh, that would be funny. But no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that at a show like that. But He was pissed off enough that night for the, uh, the EP release. Uh, both Brandon and I look back on it uh, as the uh, less than ideal EP release show because Brandon's rig just didn't work. Yeah, that was right. I remember him telling me that. And I was very sick. 
So Dylan had a great time. <laughs> Dylan had fun. Yeah. I mean, you guys still powered through it. And I oh, mean, yeah. like all the videos I saw on that, it turned out great. And everyone was like, it was so good. It was so much fun. And so, I mean, you wouldn't know it, but yeah. yeah. I can. I, I know Brandon was pretty, he was just like, man, my, my rig was crap. And I'm like, oh. And all these pedals, and maybe you know. <laughs> that's a problem when you start getting all these pedals. And if something goes wrong, you're screwed. Yeah, especially if you're like, that's why, like, I never, even when I'm playing with my buddies, just straight into the amp. Yeah, because <laughs> I just I don't trust anything, especially if in a, in a live setting. Like, I would never trust that. Well, that's just me personally. Um, but when you're actually a skilled guitar player like Brandon Hastings, uh, you know, you need that color. Mm. <laughs> but um, what's, as of right now, like, what's the favorite song to play live for you personally? Um, I don't know. I like doing uh, In the Garden. Yeah, because didn't, what was with In the Garden with, I'm remembering something. Wasn't, like, didn't you have a part in writing that oh, or something? Or? Uh, yeah. I wrote the majority of that. Yeah. That's what I was remembering something like that. Very different before the studio. Yeah. Like we had a bridge that was just super heavy and we all thought thought it was cool. And we said to Dalton, we're like, yeah, we think it's cool. That kind of takes a bit of a left turn at the bridge. He goes, yeah, maybe it's a bit too left. All right. And in hindsight, it was much too left. That was why it was such a cool riff. I can be used for something else. Yeah, it'll come back eventually. <laughs> you can always bring riffs back, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. I also like doing uh, "Shut." That's a fun song. That's always that's that was another one that like when it was on the radio, like people were like, "That's fun." Like, yeah. That's just a fun, feel good song. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I like about it. Um, and there's a new song we have that we've been doing at shows, but we don't have it recorded or anything. Called Two Feet in the Grave." It's a fun one to play. Yeah, is it heavy? Because it sounds like it's, it's going to be heavy. Yeah, it's oh, heavy. That's is that was there was a video you guys uploaded of a song that was like super heavy. Was that the one? Or I don't remember what it was. Maybe uh, I don't think it was a video. I think Brandon sent me a Snapchat. Oh yeah, I don't know. And it was like this super heavy jam. You like it was you guys jamming it, and it was super heavy. And I was like, dude, like it was just I think it was just you and um, you and Dylan jamming it. Like you were playing bass and Brandon was just sent me a quick little snapshot and he was like, dude, like check out this groove. And it was super heavy and I was like, oh my God. So that's, that's cool. Cause I was going to ask, um, kind of to wrap up this part of the talk, like what, um, what are you guys doing right now? Like kind of what's the, what's the game plan for Outshine right now? Uh, we're just writing new stuff. Yeah. Writing. We, uh, like a week or two ago, we started demoing all the new stuff we have just in Dylan's basement. That's awesome. Uh, we try to get shows. They've been kind of sparse the past while. Yeah. Um, we, cause we're all, all over the place. Like we don't have much time to get together with everyone's schedules. Like Brandon, mm-hmm. or sorry, Dylan's back in school. So yeah. It's... And, uh, I had a full time job. I had uh, a full time job. <laughs> yeah. So it's just whenever our schedules line up, we can try to get together and do stuff. Yeah, I mean that happens obviously, but it's it's kind of making that, making sure that when you do get together, you actually get stuff accomplished. Yeah, exactly. Which we usually do. Usually, After a few trips to Dairy Queen or. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh, this is what's coming up. I should plug this. We're putting out a uh, single. Oh, early awesome! Next week. <gasps> I had no idea that was happening. That's awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, 
I thought that was like an app. You were just like, oh yeah, by the way. I just remembered. I was like, they're going to kill me if I don't say this. Um, yeah, we just got the mix for it last night. It's awesome. It may or may not be a song you've already heard. I don't think we've said what it is, so I won't say. No. But we also have a uh, music video for it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because you guys don't have a music video, do you? No. So is it for a song that was like we've already heard recorded or yeah okay yeah i think i can say that much i think i know what the song is just because of little things but that's awesome because yeah. i know this i know what song it is and that's oh i'm so excited for that that's awesome so guys definitely be on the lookout for that you can uh, rest assured that i will be plugging it so you saw you said next week no early next year i think oh early next year i thought you said early next week i was no. like if jesus I, no if i did i misspoke it's early yeah. next year early next okay so guys early next year because I, I think you said early next week i might I have. think <laughs> that's okay though these things happen um i'm not so good yeah. at the whole promotional <laughs> so yeah early next year guys that's that's cool that's i'm i mean it's only a couple months away so yeah. that's you can be rest assured that i will plug the crap out of that because i think i know this what song it is pretty sure and and we're gonna have a video to go with it and the video is just like a mashup of live stuff and studio recordings that's awesome those are the videos i like though because yeah kind of that behind the scenes stuff and so that's awesome so guys definitely be on the lookout for that um and brandon went in and re-recorded all the guitar tracks yeah i think he used his new amp but i'm not sure about that his EDH. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. But it sounds great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. I dig that. Um, are there any songs that you guys are currently working on that like you're super excited about? Uh, yeah, we, uh, there's one that I wish we had have written it like a month earlier. Cause we, we end every show with it now called rising storm. Yeah. And everyone at the shows really likes it too. But, uh, I think that was the song I'm thinking of. Oh, you guys really? did a live video of it, and I think it was Rising Storm. It's a really cool tune. It's kind of like it's it's not a departure in the sense of like the EP was it, for the most part it had like that kind of hard rock, classic rock feel to it for the most part. Um, whereas a couple of the riffs I've been hearing in that, it's almost like more of like a alternative rock kind of like um, more hard rocky. Yeah, like modern hard. I'm hard to explain. Like it's yeah, almost I know. like I, it's like more of a kind of modern hard rock feel to it, which is cool because that's like that's some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm. That's probably my favorite one to play live. There's a. I wrote the uh, most of the music for that one, and mm -hmm. there's this little riff I had Brandon doing. That's like a pretty complex riff, and once we both got the hang of it, like I was just showing him how to do it on bass, he goes why don't you play that part? And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, yeah, Dylan and I will both stop and you play that riff. And that riff is a bitch to play, man. Oh, man. Like, when I wrote it, I did not intend for it to be played on bass. So every time we get there at the end of the show, I'm like, oh, God, don't screw it up, don't screw it up. <laughs> do, you have the, do you have the tempo going in your head? Or are you, uh... It's it like the drums cut up very abruptly and I come right in. So um, that sounds I, like the, that's like the scariest moment for you in the yeah, show. Isn't it? <laughs> but I, I can maintain the tempo on that. One. That's all. Well, Hey, that's a good thing. You yeah. Got to get, got to work on those click tracks. <laughs> um, what, uh, what's been like the favorite show that you've played as far as just for you personally? Hmm. Uh, well, there's a few, like all, a lot of the early firehouse ones are still some of my favorite. Cause yeah. it's like when we first started and we didn't really know what we were doing, but we were all having fun. We got like 
way bigger crowds than we would have expected yeah. for people to come out to a youth center, you know? Because we couldn't play in bars at that time, so yeah, no, that's unless, the best we could do. Yeah, and last thing cool with what Chris does is he gives that avenue for young bands to play. Yeah. Which is what's so... And when I saw you guys at the Firehouse last year, no. I think it was... I think it was a couple of years, two years ago now. Was it? Has it been that long? No. 2015. It, yeah. Near yeah. the end of 2015. Yeah, it was Jeez. 2015. Oh my oh, God. That's, that's crazy. That is so... I have the set list still signed by you guys up on my wall. Wow. <laughs> I just love it. That's, uh, that's sad that it's been that long, but... um, Firehouse shows are always fun. Yeah. Like, you, you get, like no one's expecting much of you, so you just get up there and do whatever. And, and then you time. still just, just rock it, and it's like, oh my God. Because it was yeah. you guys and Crane, right? I think Crane. Yeah, it was Crane. You guys, it and was then uh, Beyond the Wall too. Oh, was that? No, that might have. been. I'm thinking of another one. Okay, yeah, Beyond the Wall was the was 2016. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Is Beyond the Beyond the Wall? It was because it was you guys and Beyond the Wall, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I apologize. To the oh, uh, the the Storm Crows. That's it, Storm Crows, and um, yeah, the ones you guys played. It was it was kind of like I think it was kind of impromptu from what I remember. It was not like last minute, but it was kind of like, I don't, I think you guys were debating on, um, they needed another band and they were like, we need a rock band. Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, like freaking out shine. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, and I remember that. Now, you guys yeah. were like, hell yeah. And it was Crane and then, which that was the first time I ever saw Crane play. And I mean, that is a hard band to follow because yeah. they are so heavy and yeah. so good. And then it was outshine and I was like, man. There's been so many bands like that where they're right before us, and I just turned to one of the guys like before we go on. I'm like, I'm not really feeling this tonight. Let's just go let's home. just go home. We uh, can't beat that. We can't beat like that. when we did the EP release, and I was sick as hell, and we had Beyond the Wall open it for That's us. That's right, yeah. And they finished they and we were about to go on, and I just turned to Dylan. I was like, I think I'm just gonna leave. Like I'm we can't gonna, follow that. You guys can just just get John to play my part. Yeah, tonight, exactly. Man. <laughs> Root notes. Uh, root notes, man. Well, Johnson's a good dude, too. He, he would have been like, I mean, like, if you want. Yeah, <laughs> probably. If you're really not feeling good, dude, I got you. Like, <laughs> um, And uh, also, a lot of the more recent shows where we did, like, we opened for Bleaker yeah. at the Mustache Club, and then we played again with Bleaker and the Lazies. That was a cool show. That was packed. Well, that would be cool, too, like, especially, like, a band like Bleaker, where I know for Brandon... He was a huge fan of Bleaker Ridge. Yeah. Oh, that was, I think that was the highlight of his life that night. Yeah. Getting to sit backstage and talk to all those guys. And that's so cool too. Like, and like he was, the fact that he was cool. Oh yeah. Like, they're all cool. Such a cool group of guys. Cause there's nothing worse than meeting one of your heroes and then be a dick. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> and Taylor, every once in a while, the singer will post like Snapchat stories of them recording and he's wearing our outshine shirt. That's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. That's wicked. Um, Cause I was going to ask you like, what's who someone like the bands you like that you've shared the stage with that. You're just like, Oh my God, like this is awesome. Or bands that you've, you hate following and you were mentioning a few bands there, but yeah. Um, is there anyone that you got that you personally really want to play with? That would just be like a dream. That is something that's a realistic, you know, <laughs> goal. And I, I say gonna, that respectfully. Like I'm not like, if you're like, I won't play with Megadeth. Well, yeah, well we just missed out. Guns and Roses was just in town. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't have opened for Guns and Roses. Yeah. But like, one day you could open for Guns N' Roses, you know. You never know. Nice. But like, like I said, so like, like Megadeth. I don't know if yeah, it's. I don't know if Megadeth would have a, a rock band opening for them. Maybe, maybe at that point, the most achievable be. dreams we can have is like a big band who still plays in Oshawa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's a band that's going through the music hall, there might be a chance that we could open for that. Mm-hmm. Well, like the was, Lazies was super cool. That was really cool because that was like they're like and, exploding uh, right now. Yeah, and Pop Evil. 
that was really cool for me because I'm like, man, like pop evil is a band that I legit have been listening to for years. I had no idea who they were. I remember that you were like, who's pop evil. I was like, seriously. I thought it was a festival. Like I thought it was like the name of the show. Oh, it was a festival. Yeah. And they were like, no, that's the band. Cause it was Taylor from Bleaker. He goes, we're opening for them. We'll see if we can get you guys in. We're like, yeah, cool. And, uh, this year we did, um, age of electric. That'd be cool too. The guitar player and singer in that band is the guy who plays bass in Slash's band. Yeah. So, so that I, was, I was pretty starstruck. Yeah. And we were hanging out outside after the show and Brandon and I were just standing by and he comes over, walks right past Brandon and he looks at me and puts his hand out and I shook his hand. He goes, how was the show, man? I hope you got him ready for us. And I was just standing there like, oh my God. But he walked by Brandon. Yeah. Uh, that like break his heart. I don't think so. No, he knew I was fired up to be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brandon and Dylan both said they didn't really enjoy that show. Really? Yeah, they thought uh, Age of Electric was kind of a letdown, honestly. Uh, and we right. did actually have quite a few people come up to us. There's no way to say this without sounding like a douche, but we had a bunch of people come up afterwards and go like, yeah, you guys were the best band of the night. Really? I mean, hey, that's... It's cool. Yeah, but I was like, no, nah, you're all crazy. You guys are insane. They were electric. But <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's uh that's my my bad joke for the for the day but um as of right now as a player both either guitar or or bass who influences you now the most as far as like new players that you see or guys that maybe didn't in the beginning i have no idea i've been really slacking on guitar lately yeah like i i haven't been listening to much new stuff i haven't been learning any new things like just the other day, I tried to play like an old Megadeth solo that uh, I hadn't played in a long time. And I was like, oh my God, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> so I just sat down for like an hour and I was like, I'm not going to put the guitar down until I can play this solo until again. I can play this. <laughs> and I posted it on Instagram just as like incentive. Oh yeah, that was your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, you're not allowed to give up until it's good enough to post. So I did it. Very hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started to realize like I'm getting worse you shouldn't be getting worse when you're in a band, you know? You should pretty much stay. That's the idea. Yeah, so I was like, at least reach the level I was at one point and then start getting better. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I just stopped like practicing. Anytime I pick up, I just like try to write stuff and well, I haven't happens, learned anything yeah. new. So that's what happens after a while. I mean, like I haven't learned a new song in like five years. Cause yeah. I'm just like, I pick up the guitar and I play, you know, the same stuff I know. And I'm like, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Man in the box. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, why would I learn a new song? I mean, come on. <laughs> you guys ever heard of Godsmack? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much right. <laughs> but, um, <coughs> excuse me, but kind of getting ready to wrap it up. Um, what's, uh, something that people always like when I ask guys is what are you running for the current rig right now for your base? And I know that you're not much of a gear guy. No. So I, I understand that you're not going to be like, yes, I have a, this pedal that does this. And I have this tube on one side of my amp and this tube on the other side of my amp. I mean, it's a pretty simple rig. Um, but I, I don't even know what model like my, my base head is. It's a trainer. I know that much. It's a trainer base amp. It's a trainer base amp and it's heavy as hell. And I'm looking to get a new one soon. <laughs> Um, but I have one Schecter bass, one Jackson bass, both five strings. Um, what do you actually, that, that brings up a quick, good point for a second. Um, 
Have you always been a five string bass guy? Like, do you just, what is it about the five strings that you prefer to use? Honestly, the only reason I got one in the first place is because there was a really cheap one at a uh, cash converter one time. Oh, yeah. And Brandon texted me. He goes, You got to come pick this up. This is like a really cheap Jackson bass. And it's the same ones that, um, David Ellison, David Ellison uses, yeah. used in Megadeth. And uh, I was like, I, yeah, I got to get that. And since then, just like occasionally being able to jump down to a note yeah. that you can't hit. Like, I don't need to be playing a five string, but the string is there, so I might as well use it on occasion, yeah. right? If it's that one time where you do use it, you're like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't really... For the uh, the Schecter I got anyways, it didn't bump up the price a huge amount to add another yeah. string, so See, why not? Well. Yeah, might yeah. as well. That's a nice bass, too. Oh, it's a, I don't want to go back to the Jackson ever now. That Schecter yeah. is the... I had never even played a Schecter before I bought it. I just had it ordered and uh, plugged it in immediately, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best. It sounds <laughs> incredible. It plays so good. Because I wanted an ESP bass, but I can't yeah, afford well, one. Well, I remember Brandon hit me up when you guys were kind of shopping around. He's like, hey man, like... What are some like LTD bases brain brain to check out? And I'm like, oh my god, I've been waiting for this moment forever. <laughs> yeah. Whenever someone messages me about like look, checking out an LTD guitar or something, I'm always like, look at this, 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 this. I was like sending him all this stuff, and he's like, okay, like <laughs> I needed like five, not twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but they have some good stuff. But like, yeah, the Schecter stuff is really good as well. So yeah, that's, I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you went with that, not like a P base or something. Yeah, no offense oh, okay. to the P base or anything. I just yeah, I'm not big on them. When I see guys playing heavier music and you're using a P base, or whatever, I'm like, man, like for the durability alone. Yeah, like go with something that's a little more. I just I don't know. That's and just me personally. Pickups is another thing yeah. I wanted. Like the P base, and then like they sound great, and the you know. They have that great, nice, crisp tone. But for me personally, when I hear heavy band not playing with actives for bass, I find that it just gets lost. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. But Especially I, with Brandon's rig and the volume that he's playing at. <laughs> like, you need to cut through somehow. So You need, somehow, you we need are, to be able to cut through. We're a loud group of people. Like, Dylan hits the drums harder than any other drummer I know of. And Brandon's cranked to the max, so you got to cut through. You got to find a way to cut through the, through the mix. <laughs> and, and as far as pedals, I have a tuning pedal. I have a bass chorus. I have a bass wah. What do you use the bass wah for? Nothing yet. <laughs> 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 I use it to annoy the guys when we're warming up. That's about it. That, is, that was my favorite <laughs> answer I've ever had on this podcast. What do you use it for? Nothing yet. <laughs> Because I can see the wheels turning in your head. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, New no, EP, I, you're going to have a friggin' uh, bass solo. <laughs> I should, yeah. Like the, you should do that. Like Metallica. Yeah. Bass solo, take one. <laughs> do it. You need your, uh, what do they call that song? Anesthesia or yeah. something? You need your like version of that, where it's just like a, like a one minute long song of you just ripping bass hard. <laughs> I'll pitch that to the guys. You That's should. The tell, tell them that I, I, I'll produce it. Okay. <laughs> I'll stand in there. Like, All right, now play this. Okay, now, no, you got it. You got to do this. I'll control the wall for you. It'll be great. It's going to be great. We're going to make, we're going to make out shine great again. It's gonna and I awesome. have a distortion pedal, but it's broken at the moment. Oh, that's not good. I've been saying for about a year that I'm going to take it in and get it fixed. <laughs> I'd leave it at Dylan's house every time. You just don't. Yeah. <laughs> what do you use the, uh, the course for? Is that always on or you just use it for kind of a color in certain songs or? Yeah, I throw it on usually in the cleaner stuff. Yeah. I, I use it a lot in garden. And especially like um, that little solo part I do, it gives a decent enough volume volume boost. Mm -hmm. And just that little tiny bit of like the actual chorus effect or 
Do you yeah. pretty much, yeah, just just give it a little tiny bit of color. When I say color, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just a straight, clean sound. There's a little bit of color. <laughs> what else to call it? Um, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses used to use Jesus used to use chorus on a lot of stuff. Yeah, so like he uses it in Sweet Child and a lot of the Use Your Illusion stuff, and it's just a really cool sound. It is like a, a with me whenever I hear bass with any kind of a cool effect on it, I'm always like, "That's awesome!" I, I love that stuff personally. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, kind of get, get just getting ready to wrap it up here in the next couple of minutes. Earlier, we were talking about uh, the Nintendo Switch, and mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you this because I know that you are a big Nintendo fan. Yes. And what what's the deal with that? Like, because you were saying that you're not really like a big gamer with other systems. So is no. there a reason why just Nintendo's your... I think it's just because I'm stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a, a bit of a simpleton. So whenever I play like new games, I'm, there's too many buttons. And like, I, I try to play like Call of Duty games with friends and I, I can't understand it. There's too many things going on and I, I can't control the camera and move. And then you got to hit the button to run and it, ugh. It's too much. Why is this? Just, why can't I just run naturally? Why do I have to? Yeah, have Mario just to runs and jumps, man. Why do you need more buttons than that? <laughs> I have my four buttons. That's all I need. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, um, aside from like obviously, like you've been playing Mario on the Switch that you just got, and you've been enjoying that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, is there anything else you've kind of been playing that you're um, been playing lately? On? I mean, earlier this year, I played the shit out of the new Zelda game. Breath yeah, the Breath of the Wild. Wild yeah. Oh my you enjoy God, that? It's good. Yeah. Other than that, though, no, I don't. I don't play games much. Um, because Nintendo doesn't really don't put out. Yeah. Like, like the last generation for the Wii U, there was hardly any good games. So it was all like rehashes. Of, yeah. That's so. my only problem with Nintendo is the fact that I'm like, man, like, release something new. What are you going? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> That's awesome. Do you, do you have like a favorite game that you always go back to that you always love to play or? Oh, the 64 Zelda games, both of them. Yeah. Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I can never, anytime I think I have a favorite, I go back and play the other one and go, oh no, this one's better. No, nah, this yeah, one's better. Yeah, man. You it's hard. Choose. It's hard. Like me and, um, obviously with the other podcasts I do, you guys in the game, um, me and like me and Kaz always have this argument because I prefer Ocarina of Time and he prefers Majora's Mask. Mm. And I mean, the going joke is the fact that Ocarina of Time taught me how to read. So that's my, that's why it's my favorite. Yeah. Cause like literally I learned how to read in that game, but like they're both just such, I mean, we literally did a podcast just talking about how awesome Majora's Mask is. Cause it was just like, let's talk about the music in Majora's Mask. And it's like, no, I was just talking about Majora's Mask and how awesome it is. Cause that's just a great game. And I know for me personally, it kind of influenced music for me a little bit too which is interesting because yeah. it's so dark and it's so like it adds such a mood to everything. Yeah. Is that something you love about the game? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think video game music in general has influenced a lot yeah. of my music. Cause like there's a lot of times Brandon will play a riff and I'll hear like a bass melody in my mind and think like, I don't imagine like, you know, Nikki Six would have played that or something. Where did that come from? <laughs> Where the hell was that from? It's like, oh, it's from Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it. Just listening to so much of that growing up. 
Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, it's, uh, well, I think, I think at some point we're going to have to have you, have you on the podcast on that, uh, do some gaming talk. Cause I know oh, that'd yeah, be a lot sure. of fun, but this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks so much for doing it. And, uh, congratulations again on winning the t-shirt. I hope you, uh, thank you. I hope you enjoy it <laughs> and I'm sure you will enjoy the, uh, those, those horror art postcards once you get them. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much, man. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, for sure. Hotter show four, 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 life. All right, gang. So that was my conversation with Mr. Braden Jeffrey from Outshine, a basics extraordinaire, mean beard enthusiast. <laughs> when I say mean beard, I literally mean he has a mean beard. Um, so be sure to go ahead and check out Shine Out on the social media and on www.outshine.ca. If you'd like to support those guys, as Braden said at the end there, they will be releasing something uh, in the new year. So look forward to that. You can bet your asses. I will be talking about it here on this podcast because those guys have been great to me. They always support the show. I know they listen on them as regularly as they can. Uh, you know, they share stuff on social media. And uh, number one for me, they let me use their music for this show all the time. So they're good dudes, great musicians. They have some killer songs and they definitely deserve your support. If for some reason you never heard Outshine, you can check them out on Spotify. Their EP is up there. Or you can go back to episode 70 of this podcast and check out my review of their EP. Either way, just support these guys because they deserve it. Speaking of support, I want to give a big shout out to the number one fan and first Patreon subscriber for this podcast, Mr. John Ward, my boy. Thank you, John, so much for your continued support. You know I love you, regardless if you were supporting this podcast or not, but um, John has been gracious enough to give some continued support financially for this show, and what that helps do is help pay for the website, helps pay for the SoundCloud hosting, helps pay for basically everything that costs money with this podcast, which is essentially just the hosting stuff which some people might be surprised to hear that I actually pay to do this podcast, which is interesting. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, whether it's the $1 a month tier or the $5 a month tier on our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash the harder show, the $1 tier helps so much, you know, it's only a dollar a month, less than a cup of coffee. Probably won't even miss it. You get some cool stuff. You know, you can be a part of, um, of the website. I will give you weekly shout outs. You'll get some discounts on merch and a lot of other cool stuff. And then of course the $5 tier with that, you will be a part of the podcast website, of course. And you will even have a really cool thing where we're going to do these segments that are going to be the five minutes with segment. And what that means is that pretty much anytime you want to jump on the show, um, literally, even if it's only for five or 10 minutes, I will make that happen. Um, doesn't matter if, you know, you want to come on and talk about your cat or you want to jump on and talk about something you want to sponsor or something that you have coming up in your life. You want people to know about whatever you want. And that five minutes is obviously a very loose thing. We can, we can do a whole podcast if you want, you know, and you don't have to pay to be on this podcast just for the record. It's just something fun. Pretty much. What I mean by it is I will drop whatever I am doing that week and make sure that I get you your spot to talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's essentially what I what I mean, regardless of what I have lined up for the next, because I'm at the point now where I pretty much have the next week or two figured out always in advance. So, you know, I'm just saying I will make that happen for the Patreon subscribers if there's something you would like to talk about. So thank you all so much for the support, regardless if you support Patreon or not. You know, that is completely optional. I will never expect anybody to give me money. It's just something on the side that if you want to give a little bit of extra support for the show, if you know that you can't necessarily listen every single week for whatever reason, 
and you want to support the show, that's the number one reason why I started the Patreon. People would say to me, hey, I can't always listen every single week. I get behind or, you know, sometimes I don't want to listen to you talking about that gaming or wrestling or whatever the, the case may be, you know, that's another way for you to support the show. So thank you all very much. And regardless, thank you guys just for listening because, you know, it means the world to me. I love every single one of you for it, but that's going to do it for me today, guys. And I will talk to you guys next time on The Harder Show. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy, guys.